0: Welcome to the War Room, Will. It's great to have you here, brother.
1: Thanks Appreciate
0: for uh, taking the time to be here today and uh, sp- spend about thirty minutes with us today.
1: That's uh, my privilege. Awesome.
0: Well, hey, if you could just uh, do a little thirty-second introduction of who you are and what your superpower is.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. My name is Will Kralovec. Uh I'm president and uh, CEO of. Uh, company called JJK Places, PPC. We're located in Denver, Colorado. Um, And we are, basically I'm a social entrepreneur uh, that I've evolved to over the years. Uh, My company is Denver and Colorado's first social impact real estate development company, uh, which means we essentially use business to create public good. Um, And I'm sure we'll probably go more into that as the interview goes on. So yeah. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Doing good is good business, as Will Black says. Exactly. <laughs> right? I so, agree. Yeah, well, I, I mean, just kind of diving right in here. You know, one, one of the few questions that I always love to explore because it takes us down a rabbit hole is... You know, did you grow up in a family
1: of entrepreneurs or business people? I grew up uh, actually fourth generation of uh, American business people. My yeah. great great grandfather uh, and his brother came over uh, in 1870, 1868 and 1874 from the country of Bohemia, which um. is now part of the Czech Republic, uh, to Chicago. Uh, they arrived right at the time of the Chicago fire. The Great Chicago Fire, where about 40% of the city burned down, and uh, the city uh, passed code that wood buildings could no longer be built, and so brick masons and stone masons came in very high demand, and they were penniless teenagers, uh, but trained in the old country as brick masons, so they immediately found employment, and uh, Within about ten years, had their own construction company. Uh, about another five or ten years, they had uh, became real estate developers and helped rebuild kind of the west side of uh, Chicago. Um, and that's kind of been handed down that that uh, uh, ethos, I guess. Um, kind of Eastern European, work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and uh, uh, be a self-made uh, person. Um, so my my father was actually. Uh, took over a family business uh, that my great grandfather had started. He had started about three businesses. And uh, so, so yeah. So uh, came from a a long lineage lineage of uh, business people. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You often
0: don't, we often don't get people on the show that go back that far. Right. Right. So um, that's a, that's a long way to trace some lineage back in the business ownership right so right that's it's really cool to have that family tradition of that and i can see the the pathway still it leads right to you because you're still right in that same kind of niche yeah. only i suspect you spun it and made it a little bit different it sounds like
1: it's, um and but it's, i was gonna say it's it's the reason i named my company jjk places uh jjk is john and james kralovec Mm. so my great-grandfather and his brother there you go yeah how
0: how did you really you know how did that affect you growing up I mean were you a kid with a you know lemonade stand and all that kind of stuff growing up did how did it affect you growing up and in that
1: decision making process that really got you here today it's um I will tell you something a few people know I was. I was out uh, you know, in family ties. If mm. you remember that show, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, was the, the weird one in the family who was business oriented and started reading the Wall Street Journal at the age of, you know, 10. Um, my brother, uh, I, and a friend had a, I think our first business of many businesses was um, we would take over my mother's kitchen about every two or three months and melt wax and make candles. Hmm. Now, these weren't just ordinary candles. These were cocktail candles. They were candles that looked like cocktails. And and we'd uh, make these things, and we would go. My mother would drive us to craft shows, and and we'd set up a table, and she'd leave for the day and leave us there. And we were like 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids uh, selling cocktail candles. Uh, at 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 malls and things like that, so that was uh that was my first first of many businesses, yeah, as a kid, amazing. yeah,
0: that's amazing because <laughs> i I tell you almost I wouldn't say everyone, but I mean a huge majority of people that I talk to that are in the business world then the story's the same. It's just like swap out narrative, right right swap out the how. <laughs> right swap out the how they got there and um you know most of the story is the same like i grew up on a farm i was a farm kid my dad had the farm my mom ran most of the businesses in town and so i grew up around that all the time i i didn't have a i didn't do the traditional you know lemonade stand stuff or nothing like that but but I used to take all of the bum lambs from our neighbor because they, they just didn't care about them. I and mean, they would just end up right. dying, right? And I'd have upwards of 100, 150 bum lambs at a time, right? And then I'd raise them up, so on and so forth. And I made this cool contraption to feed them because, you know, uh, with, you know, nip bottle nipples all around it. And then we'd put... Okay you know, all this stuff in it. And it was, and then I would raise them and then sell them and I'd make some pretty decent money, right? Hmm. And my dad would take it for operating costs for the farm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Wow. So, 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 but... Were you remember member of 4-H? Uh, not 4-H, but FFA. I was okay. in FFA, so we did a lot of like, you know, cattle judging and crop right. stuff and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. But but it's interesting though, you know, that you continued to choose this path in, you know, kind of the development thing, the real estate places, all those stuff like that. And you know, was it because that's where your experience was steeped in and that's what you knew? Or or was it more of
1: just the family tradition kind of thing? Well. I, I think it was a little family tradition, and just my own. Uh, I I was always very entrepreneurial. Um, right. I mean, even as a as a kid, another story is that you know when most of my friends were collecting baseball cards, I was collecting stories on entrepreneurs, and I had a whole file cabinet of stories that I'd cut out of the paper or out of magazines on you know self made people, yeah. and uh, filed them all you know by subject matter and you know. Um, and so it, uh, when I went to business school, um, uh, it, uh, you know, some people say that entrepreneurs don't go to business school. Um, but, uh, I saw that as a way of, uh, kind of going to business school and getting the credentials to cut out a few extra years of, in the work, uh, environment. So I went to business school and, uh, um, went to East Coast school and, uh, most of my classmates went to, uh, to Wall Street, uh, about half the class, and uh, I had a couple jobs both on Wall Street and from institutional real estate uh, companies, insurance companies and whatnot, um, and I went the most unlikely route. I went with a startup development company in Connecticut that was three people, and I think I was actually the first vice president in my class. <laughs> but you know vice president of three person company so uh <laughs> my cards looked good but uh you know the truth be told uh we would uh we, we were rehabbing uh buildings uh in south norwalk connecticut Um uh, we were the original biggest developers down there at the time and uh we would work in in the building during the week and then on weekends we'd come out in and and grab sledgehammers and do the demolition ourselves Mm -hmm. so you know that's just that's the way I've always been built that I just like hands-on you know hands-on experience right yeah the lesson
0: there is hard work right yeah that's the lesson the lesson through that whole thing is hard work because and I went to business school too and you know I always I always tell people that you know, an MBA has done nothing for me, but, but the fact is, is I don't really know if that's true. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> what knowledge would have you not taken from that academia side of things? Um, although we all know that academia doesn't really equate in the real world most of the time, but but you'd like to think you drew off of some of those experiences. <laughs> yeah. Those those vignettes and stories and and all those different things for sure going through it and Yeah, it sounds like you've had a you know, a really interesting like life background along with business background that's very steeped in a lot of tradition and It's not a lot yeah. of that anymore. I mean, I've did Yeah. 450 of these and a lot of people are they like win a different direction I mean they were all like entrepreneurs right and business owners but but they didn't follow traditional paths and like their parents or whatever they did something way outside the box and you know it's good to see that family tradition of things I'm a great example I didn't follow what my parents did my dad's a farmer my mom owned a restaurant. She owned, uh, she went through, you know, video cassette, DVD, you know, all the different iterations of blockbuster type of mm-hmm. store, right? Right, right. And and then she owned a clothing store and it's a small town. So, yeah. and I chose to leave all that. And then I really wanted to use a path of where, you could use this thing up here more, <laughs> right? Right, and because I I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of value in being the hammer guy, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But there's just as much being much value in being the being the guy or gal that helps the hammer guy do more hammering right (laughs) so and i think that's that's important too because there's a lot of hammers that that don't make it long enough to keep hammering right it's just because they don't know what they don't know so
1: right yeah uh, i mean we need both both in the world so uh -hmm. you know working cooperatively so
0: yeah absolutely well you know i i always like to like have our guests impart something that's powerful when it comes yep. to, so there was a lot of lessons in what we just talked about, but yep. for, for those rock heads and hard heads that are listening, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out, out of that, right. What is like your, what is your go-to piece of advice that you would give to a young founder? Maybe not even a young founder, just a business owner, period. That, Maybe struggling or that piece of advice that you went back in the day when you started. You went, "Oh, that's an arrow I want to share that other people don't have to take in the back."
1: Yeah, and I I think they would probably be. You know, you talk about following family tradition. I I followed it to a certain point, and then took a (laughs) U-turn. Probably according to my parents. I, I mean, I grew <laughs> up in a very uh, ultra-conservative family. That uh, you know, my parents' desire was for me to become a, I think, a, uh, a corporate attorney, and then become a U.S. senator or something. You know, something <laughs> of that. That sure. you know, that career path. And here I, I become a, uh, what I kind of kiddingly say is a professional do-gooder. You know, I have a social impact business that uh, as I say, uses business to uh, try to create public good, um which my parents never really understand stood to to the day of you know both of them uh, left to, left this planet um and they sheepishly introduced me as, uh, you know, this is our son will he 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 works uh, in affordable housing sometimes and 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 he works for a nonprofit, but but th- but we love them anyway, <laughs> and that's kind of you know <laughs> the uh, the wow. introduction I'd get to their their friends. Um, so I think my advice to people is, you know, you've got to be authentic. You've got to you know love what you do, and and have uh, a strong why behind it, um, and uh, you know authenticity is sometimes it runs into problems, you know, speaking up and 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 speaking your voice. and uh, I'll be the first to admit, you know it's it's caused me rifts in my past. Um, but yet, I wouldn't change it a bit because it's, you know, I, I was speaking my truth and uh, being authentic, and I'm proud of that. So I think that would be my advice for any anybody. Uh, starting off in business, or or uh, you know struggling in business, is you know follow your why and be authentic.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, like I've always told people, is it's really easy to be you. It's really hard to try to act like somebody else,
1: right? <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah. God, just go go be yourself. You're not, not everybody's going to resonate with you. Not everybody's going to think the same as you, you know, it's, it's like being the president, half the country's going to hate you. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Right. Um, you can't please everybody. It doesn't matter what it is you do. Sometimes certain people are just unpleasable period. I mean, you could literally walk and give them a bag full of money and they would still find a reason to be pissed off that day. Right. <laughs> so right. so yep. you, you just deal with the people that make you feel good inside and that you can make feel good inside, not getting touchy feely or anything, but I'm just saying, yep. you know, and, and you'll number one, you'll love what you do. You'll do a way better job at it and it'll be fulfilling on both sides it'll be a win on both sides um so yeah that's a that's a couldn't have said it better for sure and um you know most importantly talk just briefly about your company and then tell people people where they can get a hold of you
1: sure uh company again is jjk places pbc uh stands for public benefit corporation um Mm -hmm. which is a a legal structure now that uh, about 36 states have adopted that allows a for-profit company to have a public good mission. Um, and uh, as I say, it, it, uh, we're primarily focused on uh, trying to provide more affordable housing um, and commercial space in underserved neighborhoods, uh, typically historically uh, disadvantaged neighborhoods. Um, we're actually looking at uh, expanding the company now uh to create a uh funding platform online funding funding platform and uh looking at about two or three other social impact ventures uh nice. at the same time so um you know i'm 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 out looking for investors actually so you know if anyone's interested um but uh i'm uh, pretty active on linkedin you can contact me there um, I also uh, uh, give you my email is will.k at jjkplaces with an com, And our office number is 720-310-5288. There you go. God, so, you even got a phone number. Exactly. And, <laughs> there you you know, go. 5288 <laughs> is, you know, reminiscent <laughs> of we live in the mile-high city, 5,200 feet. Hi, there you sir. go.
0: that's it. There you go. That's a good way to look at it
1: for sure. Yeah. Right? Well, well, hey,
0: to kind of close this out, will, um, yeah, I always love to know this piece of information about everybody that I talk to. and that is, you know, if you could have invited anybody here today to be with us, either to participate or just listen, in, dead or alive any point in time on the planet, who would have you loved to have here and why?
1: I probably have to say, um, probably one of my uh, old time heroes is uh, um, Abraham Lincoln. Um, Good choice. I, I, I think, uh, you know, not only was he, uh, came, came into history at a time when we needed him, um, but a hell of a storyteller, um, folksy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd be fun at a party <laughs> um, and uh, just all around. I think he'd, uh, you know, he'd be entertaining to, to get to know. So no, for sure. Yeah. Kind of like uh, W. yeah. You know, the
0: guy that, you know, maybe you don't want running your country, but he sure as hell be cool to sit down and have a beer with. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. That's not a political statement. But. No, no. Yeah. yeah. you know i've just i've had many friends say man i love that guy i'd love to sit down and have a beer with him right right (laughs) some people might want to want to sit down and smoke weed with him i don't know Quite possibly (laughs) quite possibly but but anyway well hey you know thanks a lot for being on the show will um i know our our schedules are chaotic We all got the same 168 every week. Thanks for taking 30 minutes out of your day. Well, actually more than that, but um, that, that time out of your day to be
1: here and impart some knowledge on our, on our audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I'll just make a plug social impact business, you know, is, is a way of the future. Um, And that's the way society is going. And more and more companies are having to become socially impactful. And, So uh, it's it's uh, something people are going to see more and more of in the news and you know in the business realm. So yeah, it's uh, a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, cheers. Okay, cheers.